Welcome to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. My name is Josh Mazur. I'm the editor-in-chief for MavsFansForLife.com, joined as always by Landon Thomas, the owner of MavsFansForLife.com. Landon, green light, red light. Uh, you didn't say anything. Oh, whoa. You're, you're gone. Now you're moving after, after I said red light. <laughs> you're supposed to save me right there. Uh, no, it's too late, man. You're out of the game. Um... We have got a good show. How excited are you for tonight's show? I'm like Kurt Angle seeing a bottle of milk. <laughs> uh, and according to rumors with Vicodin on the side. All right. We've got some news on Tyrell Terry coming out. We've got the new City Edition jerseys got leaked today. A GM MVP survey has something special to do with the Dallas Mavericks. And, I mean, you might have guessed already, but who do you think would win the squid game out of the Dallas Mavericks roster? So, let's just start out with uh, the news on Tyrell Terry. Yeah. Came out this, uh, the, well, I guess it came out last week, at end of last week, really. Um that he was going to take some time away from the team uh, again. Um, not going to judge. We don't know why he's gone, but he's got to take some time away for, I think this time they actually said it was a family issue. So at least we know that part of it. Um, but without going into whether or not you think it's a, uh, like we don't know the situation so we can't talk about that yeah. part but just from a pure standpoint of again not getting a complete off season as a guy that you know didn't see a lot of court time last year how detrimental yeah. do you think that is to his progression as an NBA player and how long will he stay an NBA player if if we don't get to see him have a full off season again I think it's very detrimental um just to his progression as a young player in this league you know this was a very important season for him um you, you really want to see him grow his game and especially preseason you know i was excited we didn't um we didn't see as much as we wanted to see him in summer league so preseason was something that i was looking forward to seeing him um, Josh Green, Moses Brown, some of the young younger guys uh, get a lot of time, and you know, I don't know where his site, I don't know where his head's at right now. Um, I hope everything's okay. Don't know what's going on, um, but just basketball purposes, I mean, this is big for uh, this is big for his game, his his mental health. You know, just growing as a player in this league. And then you uh, you have the signing of Frank uh, Nilakina, and then you you had Trey Burke on the bubble. So now I don't know what's going on. Um, does this Trey stay now, or it's I don't know. Um, I I don't think so. I still think he's gone. Yeah, for other purposes. Well, I mean, not just that though, but we we've got enough at his position yeah 
um, or enough people that can take that position that we, I mean, he's, even if Tyrell Terry doesn't come back, I don't think he's seeing the court. So, yeah. Um, but it, but you're right. I mean, he might stay on a little bit longer or, you know, I don't, I don't know who ends up going, but we, we do have to cut a few people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it makes, I think that Trey makes the most sense at this point for several different reasons. Um, uh, so, I don't but know. you saw I, what it did to him last season, um, Tyrell Terry. I mean, we, we don't know what's going on, but you saw just not physically but mentally, um, you know, why he was gone. And he was he was showing praise and love to the fans for keeping them going and giving them positive thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, though, we still don't know whether there was some kind of mental problem or not that's all speculation still we just don't know what happened we we yeah. i think that um uh for good for good or fat for bad people tend to right now in this in this era we like to like attribute things to mental health but we have no idea why he was gone it could have been an injury it could have been anything so yeah um we're just not used to as a fan base and as journalists, we're not used to not knowing why. So, you know, we just kind of like pay attention to what, what they like on Twitter and see, you know, but if, but we still, we don't, we don't know. And I don't think we ever will know unless like there's a drastic change in Tyrell and, and, you know, yeah, what he keeps close to the vest. So it'll be interesting. I, I hope that he, uh, makes it through this this bad luck or whatever it is I hope that he makes it through this and gets to see some playing time because I mean like I've said on these last uh, few podcasts we've been talking about him I, I like him as a player I liked him in college I'd like to see what he can do in the NBA I think he's got some some skills in his bag of tricks that that will translate well to the nba if he could ever get on the court so yeah um yeah i I hope he's all right i hope everything with the family is good and uh by the time the season starts that you know we get to see him play a a few minutes so yeah because i i honestly saw him as like a young um seth curry you know because Seth didn't instantly make it in this league. Like yeah. he, he, he bounced around, um, spent some time in the G league. I, I saw that for Terry this year, spent a lot of time with the legends. Um, if he could just bulk up a little bit, um, he has the shot and he, he has the playmaking. Uh, we saw it at Stanford. So. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people also, um, probably because of his three point shot were saying he was, he was like a Trey Young light, and obviously he didn't have the college career that Trey Young did. But yeah, he he's good, and he he does have that that pretty sweet three pointer, and he's quick, and so yeah, it could be. And I saw him also as kind of a uh, a guy that um, could eventually like just find his spot if he did put on a little bit of weight, and you know 
we recently we we had JJ Reddick retire, and JJ talked about how he eventually just kind of needed to find his niche in the league. Yeah, and and I feel like Tyrell's probably one of those players, and a lot of players are to be honest, but uh, few few actually find that spot or are willing to alter their expectations about being in the league uh, to yeah, find their right. spot. So, um, anyway, we wish him, wish him all the best luck and, and hope to see him in a Mavs uniform sometime soon. Yeah. Speaking of uniforms, we got some new city edition jerseys leaked this week. Um, they look kind of old school and uh, yeah. we, we posted on our Twitter um, a little a graphic with the with the new jersey on there. They'll they'll take over for the gold city edition, which I was a fan of. Not everybody was. How about you? Did you like the gold last year? I don't know. I mean, I'm like it's like a a coin toss, right? Ask me on which day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I loved them and I and I hated them. <laughs> I loved I love the gold because I like the Pegasus. Like I I would have probably liked that design even better if it had been a different color. Yes, um, that's but, what it was. Because I'm not really I'm not even really a a gold guy. Like I don't like gold really. But I thought that jersey was pretty sweet. The jersey was nice. It's yeah. just the gold that threw it off for me. Well, wasn't it like a uh, I don't know. This might have. This is speculation too. But I thought that it was a shout out to like Luca's favorite soccer team. Yeah, but it was too much gold. <laughs> Just too much. What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? On our city editions in general? Usually we have like one of the least exciting city edition, or like one of the most disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> special yeah. edition jerseys like i mean you, i like it you like it the has idea green of them? it has green in it green it back i like green oh you I like mean, oh, you're it. talking about the new ones i just meant in general how over the years have you liked the idea of city edition jerseys like these only used every now and then kind of oh uh no i mean i, I like i think i think they're they're going too far like with some of the ideas, especially colors. Uh, I like sticking to home, you know, what, what the current scheme scheme is, or also what the throwback colors are. Um, if, if you're going to go out there and, and have different colors, it should be something that your new branding is going to be, or it just doesn't make sense. So I like the, the traditional home away and then the alternate, but that's just me. Do you, do you like some of these city edition? I you know what I, some a lot of times I like the city edition ones more than I like the the current uniform. current uniforms. Like I I'm just and it, but I think it's just because I'm bored. I'm bored with our. Brand I mean we had some, we had some Dallas had some pretty bad city uniforms. What do you mean? Did you see the the transition uniform? <laughs> The color of your shirt that transitioned to a different color blue. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it came out the way it looked on the computer. And the like the the graffiti ones from two years ago was that a city edition? That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, that's the one you're talking. Yeah, that was yes. that was bad. And then yeah. the black ones with just D A L. 
See, I like those. They weren't black. They were dark, dark blue. Oh, then my eyes are de- deceiving me. Wait, are you talking about the ones that... Because we did... I think we did have some black ones. Yeah, it was the black like, ones with, like, the with the neon the green. Oh, I like those too. Well, then we're on the opposite spectrum yeah, here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but... So, like, back in the day, we were talking before the pod started about the, the trash bag ones. Oh, yeah. And you liked those, right? Yeah, until until the players start sweating <laughs> and it changed colors you had half the you had half the starters with dark gray uniforms and then you got the bench guys wearing light gray uniforms that was that was a weird i think part i don't know of, if it was the material i don't know what it was part of the problem too with those is the fact that that was still in the era of like super baggy jerseys oh, and yes. shorts yeah. So like, there's this TJ one. <laughs> there's yeah, really. That I mean, that's a ridiculous photo. But there's yeah. this one. Uh, <laughs> there's this one picture of Steve Nash, I think, mm-hmm. and he's in it, and it literally just looks like somebody dumped him in a trash bag and put him out on the yeah. court. And it's Halloween. Like, it's get so out there, ridiculous. Steve. Go yeah. get your candy. Uh, those those are bad. But <clears throat> excuse me, man. But I just went back to I was talking about the Steve Nash on the Mavs team and I literally just went back to seventh grade for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um no, I really I like the idea of them, but um I don't know. I feel like sometimes we just don't come through. Like I really did not like the uh the uh the ones we were just talking about, the the graffiti looking ones, and uh, but I know why they did them. Like little kids love that jersey. Oh yeah, and for they sure. Do, they do a lot of stuff right now, um, for little kids because let's face it, like we were an older team for a while, and I don't, and I think we weren't. The Mavericks were not cool. It wasn't cool yeah. to like the Mavericks once Dirk was like thirty five. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that and they did this when Dirk was a young player, too, whenever they were trying to get like young fans, because you want a whole generation of fans it yeah. does, with a team like ours that with the mascots. Yeah, they did. So they started like Mavrello Bolovic or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, uh, it just like they started like Mavs man whenever Cuban took over and they were trying to appeal to like kids and stuff like that so i think they did that that with the jerseys uh early on in luca's career trying to get kids to like a jersey it was like bright and stupid looking and now exactly kids like it that's why i don't like it it looks (laughs) it looks like an aau jersey i agree with you on that one but the new the new ones look great the new ones are cool looking yeah they do they do I, i mean it's just a splash of old school with with new school, I mean, I I really like them. I like the hat. Um, I I really wish we can go back to the old branding. I just love green and blue. Um, yeah, it's just it's such a good look. I like see. I like the the colors, but I wish we could get a a newer typography. Like oh yeah, on Dallas, like you need that. Yeah, I really modernize like, the old school. Yeah, I like the idea of using the the triple d logo 
somehow. Like SMU does? Yeah. Like why have why hasn't a professional team used that? I don't understand. Yeah. And then the finally we like SMU for years had terrible <laughs> terrible uniforms and that but that triple D that that like that's pretty hot. It looks man. so good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't uh, you know, Dallas hasn't um implemented that into at least a city <laughs> I mean, that's the city <laughs> yeah. logo. We so we have a lot of in the Mavericks community, there are a lot of uh, graphic designers and I think every year you see one of those guys put out like a a test jersey that has that logo on it in some degree yeah and I'd like to see the Mavericks kind of I was hoping that was whenever they let the the fan vote or whatever a few years ago I was hoping we were gonna mm-hmm. get one of those but we didn't uh they should take a, a survey and just let me have all the votes is that, is that what they should do yeah, I think so. On, I think we need to get. We talked about this off the air, but I think we need new uniforms. I mean, geez, all together. You're, yeah, you're going. Well, I do like the the navy blue ones, but those are recent. I mean, I'm talking like the home. The home is, geez. I mean, that's been around what twenty years. Something. Yeah, pretty close. And then the, they they always the, tr- they always change them just a little. They change bit the color like, a little bit. Ooh, yeah, there's. There's new kerning on the on the or something like that. That's There's what like, they're doing, yeah. Ooh, we used a new thread on the outside. New uniforms. Yeah. It's frustrating. New thread. Because I feel like everybody else gets them, and uh, the mat like it's funny because I think Mark Cuban's process for for that kind of stuff was that you know we're a major market and major markets don't change. Yeah. They're their logos and they don't you know like the yankees don't change their their logo they're the yankees they're pinstripes right yeah and we also use like the lakers as an example and the lakers you know the lakers are the lakers they're that color scheme they're that jersey but then lebron got there and they they made some some cool jerseys over there for him and some throwback they modernized it Yeah. yeah Isn't that what Luca does? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, and I think that's, I think they've been trying really hard with the city editions because for years, even with the city editions, they weren't doing much to them. They were just like, you know, still saying this. They would still have the Mavericks exactly the same way. So they've been trying, but I don't know. You're right. Like I wish we could do like do a whole revamp. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's a major market top five market Dallas Fort Worth but at the same time you don't have to change everything at least change change it where it it fits the Luca and KP era I mean change it and then keep it for the next 20 years but just change it that's yeah every time I see those home uniforms I see Dirk yeah me too and then it just makes me miss Dirk yes <laughs> and that exactly. generation of players <laughs> and we like it's you know that's never going to not be associated with him. So they need a design and a a logo that's associated with Luca. Cause hopefully he's going to be here just as long as Derek was. Yeah. Think... And just like Derek, he, he was in those old school uniforms for like three years. I mean, the same thing with Luca, hopefully we can d- do that. Cause when I see the old school uniforms, the throwbacks, 
I think of Derek Harper. I think of Mark Aguirre, Rolando Blackman, you know? Yeah. You would identify to certain players. It's funny, too, that, like, he uses that that we're a, you know, a top five market or whatever as a kind of a scapegoat for that. But honestly, though, the Mavs, the, the market might be a top five market, but we're not like a top five NBA team. Like, the Mavericks fan does not travel like that not like the knicks or not like the lakers or you know there's the celtics yeah, miami well i wouldn't put miami in there i wouldn't you put wouldn't? miami in that no okay not like i'm talking about when i talk about that kind of a, a traveling fan i mean that like their fans are spread across like yeah. that and i think that Miami over the course of LeBron's career kind of had that, but that was like more of a bandwagon than a diehard. Yeah, that's true. You know, these, I'm so, talking about like Celtics, Knicks, where there's like some random kid in Ecuador, but he'll have a Knicks jersey <laughs> or like, a, you know, that's but that I kind think, of fan doesn't Lu- exist for Dallas, I don't think, except for Slovenia and Germany. Yeah, well, I think Luca is transitioning the organization to be like that. I mean, Definitely. it just takes time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, you have to have a certain caliber players and you have to bring some hardware in. Yeah. Yeah. He's a different player than Dirk was in that in that kind of regard, because I think his his personality lends toward uh, bringing that kind of fan, I think, yeah. more, more than Dirk did. Dirk was more reserved and and. uh I don't think any less likable, but I think less uh, energetic about that. In yeah, it's a different generation. Yeah, and just a different kind of like uh, cultural background too. Like Germans are just more reserved. Yeah, I don't know if they're more reserved than Slovenians, but they're you know you know what I mean. Um, Speaking of Luca, the GM survey came out about players one particular the mvp survey came out and uh where was where was luca on that list yeah he was uh second he uh behind kevin durant which makes me scratch my head can we talk about that yeah that's an interesting number one so kevin durant had 37 percent um and this is gm's voting this is not fans it's not media um luca he had 33 percent. he was second um um entered the kumpo was third um with 13 percent. joel Embiid with uh philly a seven percent tied with james harden which also scratch uh, makes me scratch my head um seven percent and then last uh steph curry uh three percent at six with golden state warriors the reason I say that that scratch um the reason I say this makes me just very curious how they think Kevin Durant is gonna be the MVP when he has another top ten player on on his team and then another top fifteen player on his team. Can you do that? Can you be an MVP with two other top fifteen players? In today's league, yeah, probably. I mean, wh- are you the most valuable though? 
No, you're not. That's but I I think that in today's league they don't really think about that anymore. Like the no. the name most valuable player has lost value, I think, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, with the exception exception I mean, of Jokic, Giannis, and uh, like Jokic, he was. Yeah. He didn't have no top. I I don't think it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the two like top the top guys or whatever. Like I would have been okay with Embiid getting it. Yeah, I, um, I would too. But I feel like more times than not like the the guys that are in the the running for MVP, you're kind of like you can take that guy out of the lineup and there's still two other all-stars or whatever. A lot of times there's that player in yeah. the top, you know, echelon. That might be like a LeBron era complaint because he tends to have really good, high quality teammates. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm getting to. Cause if you take Kevin Durant off the nets, obviously, okay. Kevin Durant, he's what a top two player. I mean, he's obviously that just that good, but if you take him off the Nets, you don't think James Harden and Kyrie Irving would make the Nets a great team? I mean... You know, in this particular... In that setting, I... In the East? Well, in the East, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, Kyle Lowry and <laughs> DeMar DeRozan... And then you're right. In the East, yeah, they're a top team. But... I don't know. It, like, he's still... There is something to be said for being the best player on a team that's full of great players. But are you the most valuable? No, that's that's what I was trying that's to say what, earlier. Yeah. Like I think it's it's diminished a little bit because a lot of a lot of times that kind of it's just like is best team on best player award. <laughs> that's why, I, like, I feel like last year with Jokic, that was it's spot on. Yeah. If you take Jokic out of that, he did everything for him. They're just yeah. not, they fall like they might not even be a playoff team. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael Porter hard. jr. Jamal Murray. They're good, but they're, they're not even all-stars. I well, mean, apparently he's a superstar according to some headlines. This, this yeah, week. I saw that Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> and according to his contract, geez, <laughs> Well, 40 that mil, contract, you get 40 mil. I bet you know what that contract's not going to look that bad in a couple of years, I think, because of uh, the way the collective bargaining agreement looks. So, yeah, it's kind of scary. I'm not too mad about 10 it. Ten year, ten years from now, this. <laughs> well, uh, um, but Luca was number two. Yeah, in that, I think that was solid. I, I think, I mean, last year he was, um. Well, not according to this, but he was the odds-on favorite to be the MVP. I know they put Anten- um, they put uh, Giannis first last year, but um, I think this is great for Luca. I think he finally has everything he needs in place. He has a healthy KP. He has great role players. He has a coaching staff that surrounds um, chemistry and positivity uh, with the players. Um, just like Jamal Mosley had, I mean, you had, you you have everything you need, and if all things 
fall in place, you're going to get a higher seed if KP is healthy. I think – what seed do you think the Mavericks have to be for K, uh, for Luka to be a legitimate MVP candidate? I'm talking like one or two. Three. Okay, top three seed? Yeah. Okay. I think they have to improve over last year. And I think they have to be in the top echelon of the West for him to win. Yeah. I don't think they have to be a number one or a two or two because I think the voters understand that the West is harder yeah. than the East. Um, but yeah, I think they have to be in the top three for him to win. I think, I think, I think I, every time he, every time he, there is no question to me whether or not he's the most valuable player, especially like last year, I thought he was MVP because if you take him off that team there, there's no lottery. Hope. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we, yeah, we saw it, but like I said about Denver though, Denver was the same way. So then yeah. you're just like fighting between that. And like I, I also said, I don't know if that's the, the argument for MVP anymore. Like personally and for other people, I don't know if that, I just think I almost feel like you should vote MVP as just the best player in the league. And, mm. you know, so LeBron would have, uh, I would have tons of them. Yeah. 15 MVP. It does it not feel weird though. Every year when you have an MVP, especially during his prime, like does it not feel weird that he's not an MVP every year when you know that he's the yeah. best player in the league? Like, I don't care how many great players are on his team. He's just look at him. He's the best player in the league almost every year until recently because he's gotten a little bit older but he's still up there he's still amazing so i mean yeah it, it's tough i mean kobe bryant has won that's nuts you know it's it's really tough i mean like i said i'm on i'm on the side where he he should have one i mean well he should no he should have more than one um that Steve Nash, um, one of those years, but if you're playing with Shaq, I mean, Shaq, right. Is that what you're talking about? Yo, you hadn't said his name. No, Kobe. Oh, you think he took it from, no, the one of those Steve Nash years. Yeah. Yeah. The back to back. Yeah. I was under the understanding that he took one of those from Shaq. Did he take the other one from Kobe? I mean, well, it's well-deserved, but, I don't know. Kobe was. I love much Steve them. Nash, and I don't know. That seemed like such a. I don't. <laughs> I don't that's a that's a different day, I think. But that. I mean, that's kind of the uh, position Luca's in. Oh, I don't think so. Luca's way better than Steve Nash has ever been. Already. I'm talking about just the position that he's in. He he's that valuable to that team. I mean, Amari was there. I mean, Kristaps, when healthy, is just as good as Amari. I mean, mm. when healthy, we don't know. He's never been. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever been. Even 
even the year that he had his breakout or whatever in New York, that level that he was at there is not the level that Amari Stoudemire was ever at. Well, I guess Amari Stoudemire's prime, it was a scary man. Yeah, because of Steve Nash. Not just because of Steve. He would have been that. He would have been that. Athleticism. Yeah, I don't know. He would have, like, Amari Stoudemire was not just good because Steve Nash was really good. No, I didn't say that. I said he was good, and Steve Nash made him great. I no, I, think, I, think, I don't I think, think that's so. What, you I think, think so? he, I think he was a great player, and Steve Nash made him a superstar. How about that? Okay, we can agree to that. Okay, because he was already. I think that's like, what I think. So that's what Luca can do with KP. Uh, yeah, if KP is healthy, but Luka, I mean that's what he can but do. Luka, was also when they're on the same also page. like a way more dominant player than Steve Nash was. Correct. Look at like that's why it's hard for me to use that as the like I think Luca can win MVPs and when he does, there will be no argument whether or not he deserved them. Whereas Steve Nash won and everybody looked at his stats and they were like, Really? Are we giving this to Steve Nash just because he's surprised us like i i legit think that steve nash as much as i love him he's like one of my favorite players ever and he won those mvps because i think he surprised people that he was like oh he's really good he won because he surprised people not because he was the most valuable player i think he was he was no he was the son's offense he he was the quarterback of of dan tony during I mean, that he, era of basketball, Steve started Nash was small not ball. the best player. It's not a, the best player award. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> it's the most valuable. He was everything to the offense. I mean, yeah, you had Marion and Stoudemire, but he he was the that team had the captain good players of that ship. That team had good players. I here's the problem with that era of basketball is I think that if you take. St- Shaquille O'Neal off any team that he's on that team is way worse Shaq has the same the same problem that LeBron James has Shaq was so dominant that people just forgot he was dominant like they just got used to it so he didn't win as many as awards as he should have because they just expected it out of him it's like the so Okay, so if let's take it to back to the um, the poll. So if if Kevin Durant gets the number one seed with the Brooklyn Nets, they're the best record in the NBA, and Luka Doncic has the number three seed in the West, and they're firing hot, heading into um, heading towards playoffs. I mean, who do you give it to? It depends on what they're behind. They're behind. Let's just say they're behind Lakers in Utah and they have the second and third best record in the NBA. The Mavs have the, let's just say fifth best record. Their third seed. I think at that point, it depends on how well, um, I think it depends on how well the Nets, the rest of the Nets team is playing. Mm-hmm. Because you're right about the fact that like the Nets do have James Harden and Kyrie Irving 
already, and we know those players are good. He's not like lifting these players up, but we got to see what their stats look like because if they're having down years and the Nets are still getting there and Kevin Durant is playing great, then yeah, Kevin Durant deserves it because he carried that team. See, I don't know. Cause you, know they, cause... you know they're not going to have no down years. They might. James Harden was balling. James, well, year. I don't have a. Kyrie was I don't too. Think, well, Kyrie, just... but Kyrie might not play that much this year. Yeah, half the games. He might not play home games. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's nuts. Like we gotta, like you've gotta account for that. Okay, I'm just trying to throw it out there because that's what the poll um, led to, and I'm trying to see what it takes for Luca to win the MVP. Obviously, even though he's deserved of one from the last couple of years, just how he played and how his teammates um, they played decent. They're just not as um, as productive as you know the contender type role players. Yeah, I think in that in that regard, I think that uh, we hit on it a little bit with it's not the it's not the best player, it's the most valuable player, like you said. But in Kevin Durant's situation, I think if Kevin Durant wins next year, it is the the best player award. Like it just, I think it the, just is because he won't, he won't be the most valuable because he's got exactly. a team full of players. So that's what that you're saying. But is it the most valuable on the team or is it the vo- most valuable in the league? That's the, that's the, mm. the word games we have to play with this because a lot of people want it to be the most valuable on the team. And yes, if you take this one player off the team, like you do Jokic or like you do Luca, if you take that one player off their team, then yeah, they're the most valuable for that team. But is it the most valuable for their team, their particular team, or is it the most valuable in the league overall? And then you can have a case for for Kevin Durant's or for LeBron James's and players like that. I think sometimes we mix which most valuable we're voting for, you know? So Yeah, I it, think it's, I think I don't know. I think it's gonna be both with Luca. This yeah. year. You think this is the year? I mean, he's already a top seven player. Uh, all NBA first team, back to back. I mean, his stats are his stats are crazy. I mean, people, like you said, Shaq dominated where you just expect it and you don't notice it until he's retired and you're like, dang, he really did that? Like, that, that's what they're – that's what we're going to do when we look at Lucas' stats. I mean – just like if you go back and look at Mark Aguirre's stats, you're like, dang, like this dude was balling. Yeah. He really put up yeah. 33. I mean, a game. That's what we're doing, Luca. He's averaging what 28, eight and eight. I mean, every single night. That's crazy. If anybody else was doing that, let's just say James Harden. I mean, he won the MVP and he wasn't doing that. But let's just say anybody in the league topped if Jason Tatum put up 28 8 and 8 i mean and his team is even top four he would be the mvp yeah and they're, we're just they're, accustomed to luca being that good yeah it's the same it's yeah it's the the shack disease dirk had it too 
Yeah. But people just forgot Derek was good at basketball for a long time. Um. So in this same GM survey, though, they had the uh, the question was posed to them: If you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? And the tie for number one was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic, tied at forty three percent. No, Luka was at forty three. Um, Greek Freak was at forty. I'm reading it from NBA.com. It says both of them were tied at 43. Hmm, that's why I'm reading it. <laughs> NBA.com. What you no, mean? you're not. Yes, I am. That's funny. Did they, have like, a late, did they have a late vote? They must have. Re- recount, I, recount. This was. That's what I'm who's yours at. written by? Mine's written by John read. Shulman. <laughs> I just, I just loaded this. Uh, that's who mine's written by. <laughs> you seen a tie? No way are we looking. Yeah, it was a tie for. So it was uh, Giannis and Luca tied at forty three percent. Number three was Anthony Davis. Was it had seven percent. And then. Uh, it says also receiving some votes were LeBron James, which is nuts. If you, <laughs> are you looking at last year? It no, says, you're looking at look. I can't be. It says last year they were tied at forty three percent. Oh, you know what I am. Oh my gosh. You know what I am. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. Shut it down. Shut it yeah. down. Let's go home. I'm doing. But how? Okay, so. Even so, that's I crazy. Three percent was lost. <laughs> Even last year, though, like if so, if I, I still want to argue this because somebody voted for LeBron James last year. If you were starting a franchise today, <laughs> even if this is yeah. a year ago, if you're starting a franchise today, I mean, you want it's a probably player Rob... that's going to play another three years and then. <laughs> It's probably Rob Palenka. I mean, probably. (laughs) All right. Well, where's how did that happen? That's probably a. I bet Bing did it to me. This is the I accidentally used. Did you get binged? I I accidentally used Bing, and then that's exactly what happened. It brought up last year's GM search, and I because I accidentally used Bing. Yeah. Man. All right. So you tell me what it it what does it look like then. If you started a NBA franchise today, not them. Yeah, I don't care what they say. Yes, we've so Luca got number one this year. Yeah, Luca got number one. He was at forty three percent, and then the Greek Freak is at number two, forty percent, and then there's just votes. I mean, it's not even a seven percent. There's just it's also receiving votes. Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, um, which is weird as well. Uh, LeBron James, which we just talked about, um, just I don't know, it has to be Rob Palenka, um, <laughs> Jokic, and then Zion. Uh, Zion is a weird one too at this point. But but when it says receiving votes, that could be like one vote. Um, I don't know because well, Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'm surprised because that's 83 percent for Luca and the Greek Freak. So, 
I mean, there's 17 percent out there, but I mean, it, it has to be it has to be those two two guys. I mean, they're just so dominant at such a young age. I mean, Luca, he's 22. So if you project the next four years when he reaches, um, you know, Greek freaks age, I mean, he could have the same thing. He could have two MVPs and you never know a, a championship. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would take right now, if you said today, Oh, that's tough. I don't know. Who would you take today? Oh, today. I know I'm biased, but I would take Luca today. Okay. Would you not? I think it's closer. I mean, look at the votes, too. It's closer than you think. I mean, just because we see Luca on a weekly basis, um, and we see, you know, the other guy when, when Milwaukee comes in town or or we're at Milwaukee, so I don't know. I mean, they're they're both great leaders. Um, How old is Giannis now? He's twenty six. Twenty six. It's and just two. MV- it's, it's just two enough. MVPs. Yeah, I know, but it's just enough. One Finals MVP. <laughs> MVP. I mean, it's just enough years, age wise, for me to to go with Luca. Now I like the t- I like the kind traditionally I like the kind of player that Giannis is more than Luca. Like I like the guy. That's what I'm saying it's closer than you think. You're over there talking about it. No, I no, I know it's close. The only reason I'm gonna choose Luca is because I'm Dallas Homer, and you know if I if I'm a guy that doesn't have any rooting vested interest in either the Milwaukee Bucks or the Dallas Mavericks I have no idea who I choose there that's a hard decision between the two of those those guys yeah. the worst part about it's... it is that the, the Mavericks could have had <laughs> Giannis yeah. uh, and but probably should have, but, have but then we wouldn't have Luca. <laughs> yeah we would not have Luca. but who who's to know if that would matter you know at this point but but it's scary because, you know, they both have so much room to grow, and they're still that good. Yeah, it, it's really scary. Yeah, that that is that is nuts. By the way, I've taken my DeLorean. I am now in the year twenty twenty one again, not in twenty twenty. So I'm looking at the yeah. at this year's uh, GM survey. Did you see where? Uh, the Western Conference rankings, the GM survey, they had Dallas seventh seed. Wow. But 21% voted for fourth. I don't get Yeah, that's... Huh. That's interesting. They got a lot of faith in, in uh, Golden State and and the Clippers with how many... And nuggets they too. Have. Yeah, nuggets too. That's it. That's a interesting. It's almost like the the GMs aren't paying attention to the injuries that are happening this year in the league. Yeah, because those three teams are without some of their best players. Yeah, 
coming into the league. So I and it's funny that last year, uh, because I'm so I'm so well versed in last year's GM survey now. Yeah. <laughs> after my beginning here, they had uh, the Mavericks. Call you Donnie Nelson, and I'm Nico. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no, nobody wants to be the Donnie to you, Nico. Yeah. So they had Dallas ranked fourth last year. Hmm. And I I would not have going into the season last year. I had Dallas seven. I thought Dallas would be the seventh seed last year, and I'm okay. kind of on the line about them. I think that they're four or five this year. I'll I'll go four. I'll be the I'll be the guy. You can blame me for it later. So it's funny to see like uh, these guys who obviously. I mean, I'm not even going to act like I know more about basketball than most <laughs> than any of the GMs. So interesting to see. I think maybe they're not knowing the uh, the injuries that are going on. But was there anything else jump out at you on the GM survey this year? Nothing. It's <laughs> it's funny that they say. Uh, the uh, who will be the MVP and Luca's number two, and then who's the best shooting guard <laughs> and who's the best point guard and Luca's number three <laughs> in both of those. You're like, wait, how's how's he yeah, not the no. best shooting guard or the best point guard, but he's gonna win MVP? Yeah, um, I don't know what to say about that. I think he, I mean, he's definitely. A... Especially the shooting guard part. I mean, he's a point guard, but the fact that he's on that list behind Devin Booker, that makes no sense at all. Like, they have James Harden, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic. Maybe because those people that actually voted for him as at the point guard position, which splits the votes. I don't know. <laughs> no, because they're weird. two different questions. Well, oh yeah, I guess they're probably maybe, like, maybe, well, yeah. he's a point well, guard. I voted for yeah. him for point guard, so I can't vote for him for shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. But um, the thing that stood out to me is the off season. Like, you don't see any maps talk. <laughs> you know, that's. Yeah, I mean, really yes, don't. we knew that, but it's like you don't see any, not even one move. You know. Like even underrated player acquisition, I think we saw maybe Josh Richardson in the receiving votes. You know, maybe he got a couple votes last year. I mean, we thought that was going to be underrated. Yeah, <laughs> underrated pickup. And you don't see like you don't even see like anything because I think that's the type of offseason that the Mavericks had. I think they're no one's talking about it, but I think it was a disappointment. Um, and we're just banking on KP being healthy and uh, Luca just being as special as he is. I mean, how long did we talk about Drogic? That's how bad the offseason was. See, I don't think the offseason was bad. To be in a, a contending team? Yeah, I don't think the I don't think we were the we were the fifth seed last year. And in every position that we were very weak in we got better 
Explain that. So we got better. We didn't. We didn't get worse anywhere, right? Yeah. So you're already at the fifth seed, and you don't get worse anywhere. Most of the teams that are around you in the Western Conference don't get dramatically better. There are some teams that got better. I realize that, but there are some teams that are not going to have their. There's some teams that were above you last year that are not going to have as good a season next year. I know, but you're not saying the Mavs got better. You're saying other teams are not going to be as good as last year. But I did say the Mavs got better. The Mavs did get better. Is that margin? Not dr- they didn't get better exactly. in the form of a contender. Of, I don't I see. I'm never going to say that because there are teams that win that are never compared that are never called contenders. We have these. Who? Bucks were contenders. Bucks were a contender, but if you look at their team, there's there's. Giannis. Lakers were contenders. I mean, should we go back? Can That's we, can, the Lakers are the problem. Back? The Lakers are the problem. The Lakers are the super team. You want you want the Bucks to win. They're not a super team. They're not a super team, but they have they had three they all star caliber players. It's because they're on the East. <laughs> okay, we're in the West. That's what I'm saying. You're I but what like we're not that far removed from from seeing teams that don't have five starting uh all-stars win championships but the contenders right now you just need to have, be a good team but the contenders right now have like three all-stars i don't care i don't care what what the the quote contenders are are getting i care that's that what you should t- care about because they're above no, the Mavs. because you're not going to get that in dallas you're not going to get that those players. That's what they got those Nico players, Harris in. What do you mean? Those players are not going to come to he's Dallas. He's friends you're with those get, players. I don't care if who's he, who he's friends with. You're going to get players that the Dallas gets. That's not why you bri- then why bring Nico in? You're going to get talk, you're going to get Why not a, go get an analytics um uh, analytics guy that that studies the um, measurables oh, between each team. Analytics isn't going to work. We we tried that already. We exactly. tried that too. And you got to, but you got the player you're, guy. You're not going to get. You're not going to pull LeBron James's and and Kevin Durant's to Dallas during free agency. It's just never going to happen. Got Nico here. To no, be, that's, he's I don't think. That, I don't think that stars. is. That's. But I don't think the top stars is the reason they pulled Nico in. I think that the reason they pulled Nico the in player is relationships. because you're. You're gonna get the superstars, but you're not gonna get that level. He's got relationships with so many more players than the ones that are on the cover of magazines. You're gonna get better main... free agents next year, but you're not gonna you're you're just not gonna get that upgrade that you're gonna. But want. the Mavs have always got great, um, good, just good, solid players. No, they never we had got, that no. all star type See, free here's, agency. Here's the problem: you you never, never got free agents that were good free agents. They're solid. Yes, they got, they're, uh, so, they're solid because good. they end up on a team where you have a coach like Rick Carlisle that find a place for him and make them look really good. Monte Ellis wasn't good. Monte Ellis was damaged when he got to Dallas. That was not a big free agent signing. You know that Vince Carter wasn't good. Vince Carter was past his prime when he signed. That's the kind of player Dallas gets. The the, okay, the so reason who are you expecting Reggie uh, Reggie Bullock. I mean, who who, who you expect? You upgraded come in from here? what you had. You had that. I we've already talked about that. The fact that I don't think this is Nico's first off season. I don't think so. 
Exactly. This, so next what I'm year saying, you're expecting something. Yeah, next year I'm expecting a a higher level. I'm expecting in their prime above average NBA players to want to play in 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 the in a Mavericks uniform next year. That's exactly what I'm talking about. No, That's you're why saying, they brought him you're in saying there. superstars. Eventually saying, you will have to. I don't think you do. I don't think you need that to win a win a championship. And we just saw it. We just you saw need it. all, but you, not only superstars. You need all stars. I mean, you You're, look at the past look, five, six uh, championships. I mean, since since Dirk. I mean, we, we just you saw, have teams that have multiple all stars. The, the Bucks win. If the if the Middleton was an all star, I know, but he wouldn't be on the West Coast. It doesn't mean anything. He's on it the does. East Coast, so he's an all star. He wouldn't be an all star on the West Coast. It doesn't mean it. You have it does to mean something. Look at facts. It means that he's not as good. It, I am looking at facts, bro. He's an all star. I just because it, it doesn't, doesn't say that, like, on the East Coast. It says all star. It's easier to be an Middleton is a top twenty player. Don't get it twisted. He's a top twenty. Yes, Chris Middleton. Top twenty. Yes. No. Yes, he is a top twenty player. player. He did you watch the playoffs? He carried the Bucks. Yes, I get that. He had a great. He had a great postseason. He had a great season. He's a great player. He's not a top twenty player. I, I see him. He is. He's like 18. I, I think he is. 17, 18. Yeah. No. We'll disagree. My, the we pro- will because he's good. I know he's good. I just said he was good. He's a top. I'm not he's arguing. an all-star. But you said you say in the I'm saying East he wouldn't Coast. be an all-star on the West. Okay. Do you not see how that matters? I think he would. I also don't think that a Chris Middleton He's a would, would come I mean, to Dallas in in a in a free agency right now. Prove me wrong, like I hope Nico proves me wrong, but I don't see that level of player no, coming but they to need, Dallas. But I also don't think it, I don't think that that see I don't think so because I've I you know this this if Kristaps not is healthy, old, they're, you're you're going to be saying we need oh we, yeah just what Mark Cuban said. I know we that. need I'm another score. That. That's not what I'm arguing. You're arguing a different, a whole different argument than what I'm saying. I feel right, like you would saying? agree me agree with me if you didn't just want to argue with me. No, I think we need because <laughs> I, I don't. I understand you need good players, but I'm not gonna agree to the fact that you need like these. I don't think you need a super team to win a championship is what I'm getting at. You don't need a super team no, to win a championship. No, you don't need a super team, but you need another all-star. The problem is you might need a super team to get out of the West. Okay. But you but you probably don't. I hope that you don't. Okay, I think, that's, I think that's that exactly why the Nuggets take... are not going to go to a uh, – just they're not going to go to a conference championship with – of moving forward with just Jokic. I mean, Porter Jr. and Murray, okay, but they're even better than Kristaps and Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, you have to get better players. Yeah, I see I think, that, but I think... I'm just saying. What what I said, though, and I, it's weird to me that we busted out on this, 
is that I think that we uh, we improved every position that we needed to, but we didn't improve them enough to win a championship. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Like this team got better in every aspect of basketball because we all we have all the players that played well, and we got rid of the players that played poorly and and moved in players that are better than them and more talented in those positions. So we should, by that level of of breaking it down, be better than we were last year. But then you look at the GM survey and it puts us at a seventh instead of fourth and every team around us, with us get improving in all those aspects, Reggie Bullock is an improvement over... Josh Richardson and over the other players that we had coming off the bench last year that are now gone. Uh, just we three and D wise, we've got so much better players. We have better backup centers than we had. We should be a better team. We should have a record better, more improved, but I don't think we're a championship team unless something, unless Jason Kidd is just a ridiculous coach and knows how to put everybody together. And because I don't think you need superstars. But I've you said it. I mean, team. the team, that's the problem because this team could be from third seed to eight seed. You don't know. I mean, that's the, that's the problem. There's no, there's not one new starter on this team. Maybe. No, that's that's what I'm saying. We need to be in the top four in the West. I mean, Dwight Powell should be not starting. He shouldn't be starting. And then you, Dorian Finney-Smith shouldn't be starting. I mean. Why doesn't should... Dorian Finney-Smith start? Why wouldn't he be starting? If you have. Because he should be in the Reggie Bullock um, role. He should be a, a great 3D guy and that comes right off the bench. You need for this team, I mean, you need you need a a better score in that position unless uh, unless THJ um, THJ just comes back and just he becomes a dominant scorer and he's getting 20 plus but I mean, I just I just think there needs to be an upgrade. Um, at those two positions to be in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. So where do you, where do you put the Mavericks then? Next right year. now, I mean, I I would put them. Are they in the seventh for you? Like the no, teams? not. I would I would put them. If I had to choose right now, I'll put them fifth. Like the word last year. Going to get real uncomfortable on that fence. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not agree that we got better? That the Mavericks got better this year? Yeah, we we got a better bench. Well, we we don't know. We don't know who's going to start, really. I know that they said the starting lineup. Kid said it. Dwight Powell isn't starting. He's Okay, uh, Maxie. Willie Colley Stein. Moses is not I we all love Moses, but he's not gonna be playing as much as we want him to play. We're gonna have the same um bigs as last year. 
don't know. Unless he comes out and and he's the backup five, but I don't see him playing over Willie Colleystein. He he's not playing over Willie Colleystein and Dwight Powell in practice. He's on he's on the third string um, center team. I mean, and that's maybe Dwight Powell isn't is an improvement over last year, or maybe Dorian Finney Smith is power forward and and you end up with Porzingis at center. We just don't know. I, d- I have a really hard time believing that that's actually going to be the starting lineup. Yeah. Like, I can't... It's just, we talked about it last week. That is such a rookie coach move, and it drives me nuts that he... He's, tell- he's saying everything. Lineup. He like, really is. He's, he's the, putting he's... way too much out there. It's, it's like... Yeah. It makes me want to yak sometimes when he starts talking about stuff that i'm like no no coach in their right mind says some of this no, stuff that's coming out like, of your mouth why would you tell us the media that you 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 were asking thj questions would you like to start or would you like to be the um six man you don't <laughs> you don't say that as the coach you make the decision i mean you could you can have those conversations but you don't tell us that we don't need to know that yeah, that just that makes you weird look like a like, rookie. Yeah. Uh, I you think do you think that it's um like with all that stuff that came out about him while he was at the Bucks, do you think that sure this is, is like him trying to be like, look, I'm an approachable coach yes. who has conversations with my players and I won't make them play on Christmas, I promise. Like Exactly, yes. It, it, it's it's just like it's too far of an adjustment from what he was to uh to do this and then also just like telling us the starting lineup in the first place is just ridiculous because now it now it kind of makes you look like i, I hope you're I good at I, adjustments yeah like what <laughs> He he told us so... the the playing style that they're going to use. He told us the starting lineup. He told us his conversations with players. I mean, that's I mean, I like it as a media person, but I don't because uh, it's the opposite of Rick Carlisle. You don't know until it's there. But Rick it's, I didn't tell you anything. Exactly, but, but Jason Kidd is saying too much. A little bit, yeah. It's it's like he's trying to get of... on the good side of the media, the players, everyone. He's trying to you know, like you said, he's trying to be the opposite of what he was, but. Just, just, just chill out a little, little I just bit, feel Jason. Like it's gonna, it's just gonna bite him though, because of course, if you say it that early, like literally, he literally gave out <laughs> the, the, first the starting lineup on media day. Like you haven't yeah, even didn't even seen have practice. You haven't even seen him. How are you gonna give us a starting lineup? Maybe Willie Colley Stein should be the center. Maybe Moses. Maybe Reggie Bullock should be the starter. Like you shouldn't be hey, saying. According to Two K, Moses Brown is the starter. I love playing with Moses Brown on 2K. <laughs> He's so good on 2K, it's ridiculous. It's like somebody just really liked him at the at the 2K yes. office. It may it like makes you unreasonably it's like, geez. Uh, excited about him as a player, and then you realize that it's a real person and you The hype is and building. He's, the- and he's not that that guy. But I, yeah. I do think that he might fine, whatever. I'll I'll get some hate. I think that he might be the best center on the team center he's got the he's got the physical traits more than uh than most of them wouldn't you say 
like tall, long, lean, ridiculous wingspan. He's got hops. Raw, raw potential-wise, he's got the most potential out of any of our centers. Oh, yeah, yeah, most potential, but I don't know if he would be the best center now. I mean, he he's the best rebounding center that yeah. we have on the He's the best rebounder on the on the team, honestly. But hopefully. hopefully, but you said like you said that he has the most potential. He should be the best center in the year or two, I think. But there's a reason but, why he hasn't got on the court for other teams, right? Until I mean, he's still garbage young. time and other stuff. I just yeah. I like I've heard that in I've heard there have been reports about him being kind of lazy. Right and his training yeah. and and uh, when you have that raw potential, it's so because he's so good see. at a young age. Yeah, yeah, he's got that up until I've he got into the NBA. So yeah, <laughs> like the 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 kid that just never had to try to be good. Of course, you know it's like it's me versus you growing up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were just always good at stuff, weren't you? You're six five Lando over here five five Mazer. I had to try real hard. No, it was tough, man. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I, I just Jason, come on, man. Don't tell us everything. <laughs> like I, I just feel like he's coming out of the locker room and just telling me, telling us everything he just he just told the players. Yeah. What if it's a ruse, though? It could be. He, I mean, he is that guy. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. For F's sake, he's the guy that that made a player bump into him. Yeah. To drop coke all over the floor. He like this is a strategist, right? So that is true. Yeah. Maybe. But he he, but he does have the coaching staff to make adjustments. But I hope he's really great at making adjustments. If if he's given all this information. Um, out because you know our job is to relay the information that's going on um that's going on associated to uh the Mavericks so it, it's it's out there I mean obviously if you're a opposing coach you can find that information as well so I don't know <laughs> it's geez you go from no information to all information I'm like yeah let's let's build to that <laughs> yeah I I do want to see like, are are we just so uh, accustomed to a Rick Carlisle as coach that um, that we think it's <laughs> that now we like feel like it's bad if a coach gives us information? I want to go see other media days and see if other other teams yeah. have been like, yeah, our starting lineup is this. Of course it is. Or I talked well, to my player today and he said he loves me and. Gave me a hug or, you know, like do, do other media day, do other coaches outside of the emotionally stunted <laughs> Rick Carlisle, do yeah. other coaches do that? Because that's all we have experience with in the last, you know, however I, many years. I don't I don't think it was a bad thing to tell the lineup if the gap wasn't so small like it is in Dallas, like the gap between the starter and, and yeah. the backup. Yeah. That's that's when it's too early. Like you said, they didn't even have practice, and he said the starting lineup. When you have Dwight Powell, Willie Colley Stein, you can even Maxi Kleber, Moses Brown, um, and you got Reggie versus Dorian. I mean, 
just let them let them see what training camp preseason, see what happens, and then announce it at the end of preseason. But you shouldn't be saying I was asking Tim Hardaway Jr. if he would like to start or if he would like to come off the bench. You shouldn't be saying that. That's that's the one that crossed the line for me. Like, why is he saying that? That's funny because whenever, so now hearing you say it, I am hearing it the way you heard it. Yeah. This is not Manu Ginobili. I mean, in his (laughs) 12th year, you know, this is, But I think, so I think that whenever I heard it the first time, I was hearing a coach have respect for a player saying like, well, I wanted him to start but maybe he would be like more comfortable or he likes being in that six man role. But even in that instance, it means that you didn't know enough about our team, about the Mavericks team to like pay attention last year. Like you don't know that information that he didn't like being a six man. And you know, he was kind of open and honest with the media about like, look, I'll play wherever they tell me to play, but, I feel like I should be a starter. He was pretty open about that. So I don't, you yeah, know, was, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no good. Um, there's no good interpretation of that. And I, he did sk- save I skipped himself. over it whenever I heard it the first time, but he did save himself saying, I think he should be a starter, but he was going into details. Like he needed time to think about it. And he, <laughs> He came back to me and he said, I'm going to be a starter. So, so he's our starter. <laughs> that was, come on. You know that was a little too much, man. Yeah. Come on. He you should have said some, it like you said it. We you had know conversations. somebody's lying. You know somebody's lying yeah, whenever they give like way too many details. So he was wearing a polka dot shirt when he came to me. And I remember yeah. because it was like right at 459. When he came into my office and he had some squeaky shoes on. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's it's just way too much detail. You're like, okay, just make it up. That's how it was going. He he went back to Miami. Yeah, he got off. Oh, he really had to think about it. It was a long he took a I'm still thinking about it. it. Give me a couple of days, coach. Give me a couple of days. Hey man, I know that you've been real upset about having to come off the bench (laughs) for the last year and a half. Yeah. But take especially a long trip and his, think about it. Especially when THJ is in his prime. I mean, this is <laughs> this is not something where he's 34, 33. Like yeah. he's in his it's yeah. the prime of his life right now. Yeah, it's silly. Well, so yeah. speaking of silly, a new a new show came out. I mean, I might need your help with this this segment we've got here. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So Squid Game came out uh, on Netflix. Was yeah. it last week or the week before? Or it just kind of hit recently. It was like a couple, couple like weeks hit. ago, yeah. And uh, got really, really popular. And I'm going to need you to like... So I'm, a, I'm an episode and a half in. Yeah. So I get the premise. So the finale. Um... <laughs> no, no spoilers. <laughs> No spoilers, because I am going to watch yeah. the whole thing. I will yeah. watch the whole thing by ne- next week, and I'll tell you how I feel about your your picks here. But Okay. 
in Squid Game, basically, the the premise of the show, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that they have uh, volunteers come and play a a saw like game, right? Yeah. Kind of. Um, they volunteer. Childhood they game. say they say we're gonna play some some childhood games for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know, they don't quite understand, but they're all they're It's both a volunteer and kidnapping at the same time to go play these games. They do. They they always have a choice to leave, but they're a little bit deadly. Each of the these childhood games that they they uh, yeah, because you agreed to committing to the game. Yeah. So to commit to the game, you have to commit to dying for this amount of money. All of the all of the people involved are in some amount of debt to some degree. They need help with money. They're gonna they're gonna play these childhood games to win. Some of them are speed, skill, smarts. They involve all different things. The uh not giving anything away but the first the first episode they play red light green light right yeah um so i you were wondering uh before we started like if if you were to put all of the mavericks roster in squid game who would come out went on top right yeah so what are we? What were your? Um, well, let's let's put put it this way. Who do you think is in the top three? At the end, well, at the last level, who do you think makes it there, and who do you think wins? It depends on each game, right? I mean, should we start like you red light get, green? I mean, like. So if you're if you're it's like red light green light we'll take that as the first game right? Okay, so here we go. All right, all right. So we're we're both gonna choose. I mean, are we including G League players or should we should we just do the main? I roster? think that's too that might be too deep. <laughs> so should we do starters or just just the main rotation? Just do the 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 roster. Who do you think is okay? Red light green light. Who's probably the best at that? If I would have to guess. I would say Dorian. Okay. Dorian Finney-Smith would be my winner. Or, I mean, obviously multiple people make it past the first level, but it's, I think he would be... he. The reason I say Dorian is because he just does his job. Like, he's really good at knowing his role and doing it well. And I think red light, green light... You he's not going to let distractions get to him. He's just going to focus in on hearing, you know, red light, green light. And when it's green, he's going to bust his butt to get as far as he can. But when, when it's red light, he's going to, he's, he's going to be frozen. Okay. What's yours? See, I feel like Luka Doncic is the best red light, green light player. Really? Yeah. Because okay. he's not gonna be—he's not the fastest guy, but okay. he's quick enough 
that during the the green lights he'll 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 uh, progress forward at a pretty good pace but he can also stop on a dime like the man pivots really well Ooh, so when they like say when they say red light and he's got to stop he's not going too fast that he's not going to be able to stop he's going yeah. just fast enough and he'll be able to just click on the heels stop real good and freeze so i i you know it's not fair <laughs> of course you're gonna vote for luca right but i think red light green light he's got it okay so let's take so we got luca and dorian so let's take off two players i choose a player you choose a player that we take off um, oh that we just okay yeah who do you think would not make it in red light green light oh trey burke mm. he's he's quick um but we've i mean i've seen we've seen him this is nothing to do with the other stuff by the way yeah yeah this of course. is nothing to do with the with the uh i mean this is a squid game i was <laughs> yeah this is squid game <laughs> This is this is not vaccine game. Yeah. This is squid game. Yes. I like I I think that he's just too quick and he has a tendency to like kind of slide into position. Have you ever noticed that? Like he'll he just runs real quick, he'll turn a corner and he'll kind of like slid out a little bit. Yeah. So, I think he'd be yeah. He'd get eliminated. Who do you think? I think it would be Josh Green. Okay. Red light, green light, Josh Green. I just think, like you said, he's kind of like Trey Burke. I mean, but he just doesn't, he's not very knowledgeable yet. I mean, on the game. Like, you know, he has to, he needs the veterans around him to push him to be the player. He he needs to be. He's not that player yet. I mean, for a first round pick, you would think he'll be in the rotation, um, but he's not. So I, I just think, and when you watch him play, he's really all over the place. Um, I don't think he would be. Where I just you, don't. Where think are you he, watching him play? That's what I want. Because I don't get to ever see him play. I've never seen him on the, the court the, before. The two minutes, the uh, that one game where. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I, I just don't think he would be as good of a player in red light, green light. All right. Did you say eliminate two? Yeah, so we eliminated Josh Green and Trey Burke. Trey Burke and Josh Green. All right. Who we so I this is where I'm I'm out for the rest of the games. So are you actually gonna use the rest of the games that are played on Squid Game? Yeah, I'm just gonna mention a, a couple of them, and we'll get down Will to. Will you like, explain the rules? Do I? Do yeah. you think I'll know the games already? Because I haven't got there on the show. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you definitely get the next. And one. are we gonna be giving away anything for the for the actual show? No, because we? we're just we're just mentioning the games. Okay, and the yeah. games are the titles of each episode, so we're not giving anything away, correct? Aren't they the titles for each episode? I believe so. Yeah. Wrong? Um, but okay. So if you don't want to know which games are in Squid Game, go ahead and and cut us off for 
next couple of minutes. It's so interesting, though, because the next game is something we've all done, some as adults, tug of war. Ooh, okay. Yeah, now you get it into it. See I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? Glad I didn't, I'm glad I didn't eliminate the other guy that I was. Exactly. Okay. I think we're thinking of the same thing. All right. Who? So you go. You go first. Who's your winner of tug of war? Boban. Okay. Just like in the words of Josh Mazur, I mean, have you seen those hands? <laughs> have you seen those Boban hands? I well, mean. We didn't and go. Look how big he is. We didn't go in the same same direction here. Oh, okay. We didn't. Bo- Bobon is, I mean, he's probably 1B for me. Okay, who's your 1A? I'm going Dwight Powell. Oh. Yeah, I'm going Dwight Powell. He's probably the the biggest weight room warrior on the, on the team. 610 240 pounds of muscle yeah, muscle a big dude Bobon is is large but I think muscle wise Dwight Powell's bigger and he's also just like for his he's a big dude too he's not a small guy yeah 240 pounds is quite a quite a reckoning so who do you think loses? Oh, this is easy. Tyrell Terry. <laughs> That's where I'm going to. <laughs> Jeez, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's the 6'2", 160 pounds. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's gone. Okay, so the, so we got we got Luca, we got Dorian, Boban, and Dwight. And then we have um who are out of the game, let's just say. Yeah. Uh, Trey Burke, Josh Green, and Tyrell Terry. And we should be GMs. We should be GMs. <laughs> it's a good team. <laughs> um, okay. So, and, and these are not in order, so that could give you some intrigue on watching. Um, all right, next game. Marble. Marbles. Marbles. You have to win more marbles than your partner. So it's like a mind game. It can be any game. I don't remember how to play marbles. Well, this is like any game with marbles. Like you can, you can, who gets it closest to the wall or oh, it's just any game with guess, marbles. Yeah. Guess how many. So I guess this is more, uh, it's mind more like games. a strategic thing. Then, strategic right? thing. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And we can't pick any of the players that we've that you have eliminated or I have eliminated, correct? No, you can because can players so, can win oh, multiple so games. Okay, we're making our own teams here. All right. Yeah. I, but you can't you can't choose somebody that I've the losers of the game that's already yeah okay. eliminated. Correct. Okay. So. Maxi Kleba is my marbles. Oh, that was good. Yeah. He's a guy who's 
who's maybe not the most physically gifted, but he's worked with what he has. He always finds the right angles to block people. Mm. He's, you know, he's got that, the, the, uh, dexterity and the accuracy to shoot a three-pointer. I think he's, he's the marbles winner. I say Jalen Brunson. Oh, that's a good one too. I didn't like, yeah. His IQ is up there. He, he can manipulate you in many ways. Just when you see him on the court, you don't think he'll go past you. He will. That's true. When you don't think he can make a shot, he will. He can run a team. He has the IQ. Good game manager. He doesn't do it by physicality or athleticism. He does it by just being smart, playing the right way. Mm. Or playing the wrong way, but you don't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, who are you going to eliminate? Oh, that's a tough one because... Okay, we can't do Bert, Green, or Terry. I think it's pretty easy. I mean, for me. For you, yeah. I'm going to say Frank. Okay. I just don't know that much about him yet. He just got here. Let's just eliminate him. <laughs> okay. Just for uh, fun. I think for as marbles, just in particular, this game yeah. seems really hard for Bowman. Oh, oh no, Bowman's out the game. Bowman's got. No, go. he's got those giant. We've seen the goldfish commercials, right? Oh yes. Like Bowman, there's not a a. A bit of, he is a pretty gentle giant, but I feel like those marbles don't yeah. stand a chance. There's no way he's gonna be able to, yeah, get like a, a graceful. I'm I, in my head. I keep thinking of like who can get the marble closest to the wall or whatever without hitting it, and I just see those marbles going straight through the wall with yeah. Bowman <laughs> flicking like them. Goldfish just throwing yeah. them, flicking them. Yeah. Dang, Bobon's out. Okay, so we got. Luca, Dorian, Dwight, Maxi, Jalen, um, making it to this point of the game. Then we got Trey Burke, Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, Frank Nilakini, Nilakina. That's Nilakina. Why did you put a weird Italian accent on it for <laughs> Frank Anilakina is all the... hey, it's, a mem- hey. it's a Mario it's a Frank Anilakina who's coming in the game and uh... leaving the game <laughs> we have eliminated a Frank Anilakina I can't stand you uh... I can't wait for the rest of the season I hope he's really good so you have to say his name over and over I would say it just like that uh, oh man, you can edit this, please. Not <laughs> staying in. We're, we are keeping Mario Nilakina oh, and Bobon. No, Bobon. Okay. Um, who, do, who do I have left to choose from here? I know that's a good question. Bullock. Okay. Thj. Oh, I. Still He's just got flying him. under okay. the radar. And I still got Moses Brown and Sterling Brown. Chris stops. 
Yeah, okay. You All got right. it. What's the next game? What's Willie Colley Stein? Game? All right, the next game <clears throat> is Honeycomb Candy. So you have to have a honeycomb, um, and you have to carve out. Um, it's it's like uh, it's like in a cookie cu- um, cutter, um, um, where it is like part of it is sketched like different shapes, but the whole thing is not sketched, and you have to carve the shape without breaking the whole. Um, honeycomb. So it, it is someone that has to be very gentle um, and patience. But you're on a time crunch too. Gentle and patient. Gen- you you go first. You go first. Okay. I'm gonna do uh I'm gonna choose <laughs> Are you? <laughs> this is tough. I I'm gonna choose THA. Okay. Like he's uh he's very he's very patient on his role. But, but he's also gentle with the media. Like he's very, um, I think he's the type of person that can do, obviously he'll have feelings, um, toward like, just like the bench of our starter, but he's not going to break the team. Okay. No. All right. He's going to be patient in that role, but he won't break the team and be a distraction. Okay. Who's your guy? Well, I'm. Uh, I, was, I would know. <laughs> I can't choose him more than once, right? I can't. I mean, no, because we need to get, we need to get yeah, this we gotta down. Get through to the, so, yeah. I, so here's my thing. I was going to, I was going to pick, THJ, and then I had this weird flashback after you said it's got to be somebody that's gentle, and I remember THJ throwing a trash can in my general direction oh, after yeah. a game when it can't really eh, gentle. Gentle's not really oh, yeah in, in that descriptor. So good luck, your uh, THJ. Well, I hope you're not choosing Kristaps. Uh, no, not not Kristaps. Um, <laughs> I think. That's Sterling Brown. Oh, okay. I think Sterling Brown is probably a, a, a gentle guy. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's just his face. He's got a friendly face, doesn't he? He looks like a friendly guy. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, he's new. He's one of the new guys. But he's got a nice three pointer, so he's obviously got like kind of a soft touch three pointer. It's not a, it's not a. I like how you're all in on this. I well, I have to be right. Like I yeah. want to win. I'm competitive. But he's yeah, he's got a like a soft touch for a three pointer. It's kind of a he's got a good arc to his three pointer. I know that it's not a 
you know, he doesn't get the so you can do the, the circles, Sean, Sean Marion kind of thing. So <laughs> I think he, I think he could do it. So elimination wise, I I'm gonna have to eliminate Moses Brown. Oh, but everybody likes Moses. I don't think he's got the the dexterity to do this particular mm. thing yet. I don't think he's got that that touch. He's kind of a rough rough dude. He's got those vicious dunks. We saw a picture from practice this week where he was just oh, yes. obliterating everyone around a dunk. It looked like he's, a yeah. nuclear blast around the base of him and everybody just flying away from the ball as it blows up underneath the basket i don't think he's got the uh, i don't think he's gentle enough for this particular yeah, he task. would break that honeycomb for sure yeah right in half just crush it mine is chris stops why so i mean have you been paying attention i mean that that guy he he was very adamant about his his role I mean, so he's, he's not, not he's not patient enough for you. Huh? A gentle and patient guy. I mean, there was reports that he was thinking about a trade request if until wasn't the new... thinking about it. He wasn't just thinking about it. He did it. He he was he, he did get it. me out of here. I don't have the patience for your honeycomb. And I'm not gentle. I'm not gentle. <laughs> what a... So Kristoff is out. <laughs> what a baby! What a baby way to. I'm not gentle. Get Trade me out of here. <laughs> Trade me at this moment. <laughs> we're going to have one player that talks. And then they said, these days. wait, we're bringing in, we're bringing in your friend from New York though. And he's like, who? Frank and Neil Aquino. We're bringing in. <laughs> Just in the pot right now. <laughs> Just in the pot. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with What's this next? Game. What's next? I'm done with this What's game. next? Uh, oh. I'm done, man. All right, what's next? Um, the next game is Glass-Stepping Stonebridge. Oh. 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 Wish you hadn't eliminated Tyrell Terry now. <laughs> That's how the game works. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, there's uh, different kinds of glass. I mean, next to each other, and you have to step on the glass that can support uh, the weight of two people, and then you have little tiny, like, I don't know, little <laughs> thin, thin plexiglass that, that looks like it can hold two people. You can't tell the difference between the two. So you they're they're side by side all the way to the end, and you either go straight or you go right, or you go left. I mean, you have to go all the way to the end. Okay. So you've got to be smart. You got to be smart. You got to pay attention An- to what the people ahead of you are doing. Analytical. Yes. Right. You have to have a, an attention to detail. Yes. And you can't be fat. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, terrible. 
So, I mean, me personally, I'm I'm eliminated right off the bat. <laughs> no attention to detail. I'm eliminated. What you mean? <laughs> Get out of here. I got to pick Jalen Brunson because he's the only guy under 200 pounds I have left. Yeah. I I eliminated everybody else. Ed, not not too unlucky here that he is like a detail-oriented point guard, and he's he pays attention. He's smart. You've already talked about his uh his brain in the previous discussions. Yeah, and that, that's my pick, Jalen Brunson. I mean, he's the smallest guy left. We just knocked Brunson? off. Okay. All of our guards, except him and Luca. Yeah, and he—I mean, all of everybody else is too heavy. Yeah, the guy that I eliminated was Willie Cauley Stein. Oh yeah, that I mean, he's sense. like the only big guy left. See, but I think Willie. See, I've—I've I've got to eliminate. Uh, you know, this one's hard. I think I have to eliminate Moses, but I already did, right? He's already eliminated. I already eliminated Moses. Crap. You got Pal, Kleba, Luca, Dorian, Brunson. Well, you just said Brunson was the winner, and yeah. THJ and Sterling. Yeah, I, I got to get rid of WCS. That's your pick, huh? That was the the loudest gulp is it, is it... <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. That's your pick, huh? Are you that nervous? That nervous about my WCS pick? <laughs> oh, man, this editing job is going to be great, huh? I'm leaving it in. Leave it oh, all in. As you take a gulp, why you yeah, say that? I'm doing you just it take too. a small gulp. I'm nervous about how editing's gonna go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um Alright, the last game. The last game is Squid Game. And this is the rules of this game. Are just really detailed. Yeah. So. And uh, did you play this? I didn't play this. This is—is is this a real game? I—I I think it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I never played this. Okay. I mean, it's, especially in Squid Game. I mean, this is a life or death situation here, but. Um, we don't know that. But, well, I mean, the way they play. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Let me just be quiet because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> I mean, the way they play, and this is not. This is throughout the whole series. I mean, well, just Squid Game in general. Like, it's kind of like a weird hopscotch plus UFC. I mean, because you. Have yeah, to, it like, is kind. It's like a. Yeah, it's like hopscotchy and football. Yeah. Without a ball. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. So it's like a, it's a strategy 
and physicality and dexterity. It's like the it's the upper echelon of playground games, basically, because mm. you have to have all of the qualities. Yeah. Right. You have yeah. To, you have to be smart and athletic, and uh, you do, I mean, part of it is you have to like jump around on one foot, so it's not just like you have to have this innate ability to be kind of. You know, to have good, uh, what do you call it? Equilibrium. Yeah. So who who did you, so who's your winner there? This is tough because we only have, we got Luca, Dorian, Dwight Powell, Maxi, Jalen, THJ, and Sterling Brown. We have to choose two winners. Okay. Well, there's only one winner. So maybe we choose two of the finalists and break it down there. Okay. And then we argue for who who Yeah. And then I I win. think or maybe I win. Or maybe we both win cuz this one I choose Luca. I yeah, mean, that's has, yeah, that's going to be my pick too. He is everything that you just said. Yeah. He's the most well-rounded player on the Mavericks. Thank you. Are we really going to say Luca once? That sucks, right? That That's sucks. That's the easy answer. Oh. That is the easy answer, but you know what? It's the right answer. Mm. Just like it's the right answer to vote for him for MVP. No, yeah. I... Who else could it be, though? Who else has all of those qualities... No, I mean, that's the right answer. Because even if we had two finalists, we would vote Luca. That's our <laughs> that's our answer. Yeah, because, I mean, you'd have to... The... Well, I don't know. Here's here's the, the, the one detriment to, to Luca's game here. Is the okay. part of Squid Game is you have to be patient. And find, you can't rip your jersey. Find the right, the right time to go in. So he is patient on the court, but he has a lack of patience when it comes to rules. Oh, okay. And the people that like rule over him, he's got no patience for referees. So, with that being said, the most athletic. the most patient and pretty intelligent too if we're honest player that the Mavericks have I think is Dorian Finney-Smith oh when I really think about it He's also, so if it was Luca versus Dorian, they're the same size. They're both 6'7". But Finney Smith is got more muscle on him, so he's stronger, and he's quicker. 
So in in the game of squid, <laughs> yeah. When you need patience as well, I think Dorian Finney-Smith has him. Do you? What do you think? Are you still going Lu- with Luca, or are I'm you still going coming Luca. with me? You still going I'm Luca? Not. I'm still going Luca. I mean. He still has the physicality. I mean, have you seen him play against some of these bruisers? I mean, uh, every playoffs, let's just go back to uh, not this past Clippers series, but before in the bubble, they were, Morris was like punching him. I mean, Morris was dogging him. The whole team was dogging him because they said, we're going to beat him up. Because that's the only way you can get him out of his game. And they did not do that. No matter. He kept getting back up. It was like a movie. <laughs> it, was, it was literally like a movie. All right. That's the physicality. I mean, he can but, take Dorian coming at him. But wait. Because in the fourth quarter, what happened to Luca? Because he kept getting beat up. He didn't didn't have it anymore because he's tired. So he's not the Iron Man. Yeah, but this is one game. It's but not it's game a six. long game. It's a long game, though, Squid Game. Yeah. It's the whole recess, Landon. That's true, yeah. It's you're the right. whole you're recess. Right. So but in then... the fourth quarter of recess, yeah. you need the guy that's going to have the intestinal fortitude to get there and I know he's clutch I know Luka Doncic is clutch he's so clutch he's so clutch but but he's just too tired you got the Dorian Finney-Smith the guy that can stay on the court the whole game he's just gonna run circles around him at that last part Luca's gonna do everything he can to win that game. Does he have to make a free throw? He has the intelligence. <laughs> I mean, when is when is when is crunch Tommy Slovenia? He was he was put on for his team. Yeah, you he can was, tell he was working on that. He's gonna do whatever he can to win a game, and he has the intelligence. He's one of the most gifted brains in the NBA when it comes to basketball. I mean, Dorian, he's smart, but he's not Luka Doncic when it comes to the IQ of being that point guard. I mean, I just, oh, man. All right. That's that's tough. You're convincing me. I think think we need the the fans. Oh, we know what the answer is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this will be this will be your uh your way back after your should we do a poll lost. should we do a poll after we every poll. podcast i think yeah maybe do a poll you vote you you listen to my heartfelt plea for dorian finney smith to win squid game because i've talked myself into it before i thought yeah luka Doncic, but when you really break it down when you really break it down analytics 
look at Dorian and tell me he doesn't win Squid Game. Mm. Or you can pick Luka Doncic like everybody else and just, you know, don't have an original thought in your head. Luka Doncic, great player. He's thinking everything. Food for Landon. Is that what you said five minutes ago? Great. Uh, Luka Doncic, he's a great player. Don't (laughs) quote me to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling that poll up. We're going to see who wins this. I'm going to be back, y'all. 1-1. I'm coming back. I can't wait for the next pod. Uh, all right, Pre- that's it. All right, preseason. Red light. Go, man. Green light.